Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Today, what's next for interest rates? I'm going to talk about the four reasons why I think interest rates are likely to fall sooner than expected, what the major banks predict for interest rates and when they say rates will fall, and if you stay until the end, I'll reveal the two competing forces that will have the biggest impact on property prices going forwards. Let's get to it. Hi, it's Nero here, and let's begin by looking at what the latest data showed us about inflation. So here we have the monthly CPI indicator from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, which shows us that the monthly consumer price index or CPI indicator rose 4.9% in the 12 months to July 2023, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, ABS. Now this month's annual increase of 4.9% to July is down from 5.4% in June, and it's actually down from the peak of 8.4% in December of 2022. So that means inflation has been dramatically cut by three and a half percentage points in just seven months. And we can see that here on this particular chart, which tracks the monthly CPI indicator. So you can see here in July, we're sitting at 4.9%. But if we just go back to here, we go all the way to December, 2022, we were at 8.4%. In fact, the CPI growth of 4.9% is as low as it was back all the way, here we go, September, October, still going down lower back to February of 2022. That's when we were last at 4.9%, which was just a couple of months before rates started to rise. So we can clearly see inflation is well and truly on its way down. It still has a bit of a way to go to hit the RBA's target range of two to 3%, but things are trending in the right direction. And a big part of the reason why inflation is down is because retail sales are down. So as you can see here, retail turnover in July was up only 0.5%, but the rise in July follows a 0.8% fall in June of 2023 and a 0.8% rise in May 2023. So if we look at what's going on overall, while there was a rise in July, underlying growth in retail turnover is actually still quite subdued. In trend terms, I'll show you the trend line in a moment, retail turnover is unchanged in July and it's only up 1.9% compared to July 2022. Now, why this is really important is because I'm sure you realize that prices, retail prices are up considerably from where they were 12 months ago, and yet total retail sales are roughly the, the same. What that shows you is that retail volumes are dropping quite considerably. And if we look at this next chart here, it reflects the fact that retail sales are trending roughly flat, not much growth at all, but prices are rising, which as I said, means people are spending less on actual items, Retail spending is actually trending down. And you can see that in this chart, which looks at monthly turnover for retail. And you can see that this line after reaching a peak in August of last year has been trending down quite dramatically. So clearly retail sales are down. The interest rate hikes are starting to, to bite. Not so much in terms of property prices. We know property prices have increased quite considerably this year in many areas around the country, but they're starting to bite in terms of 
people spending money, which was the aim of the interest rate hikes anyway. And then on top of that, we've got dwelling approvals continuing to fall. Again, according to the ABS, the total number of dwellings approved fell 8.1% in July. Now, consider that we have more and more people coming into this country. Migration is on the increase, and yet dwelling approvals is actually being reduced, mainly because people's borrowing capacities are being hammered with all these rate hikes, and so they just can't afford to be able to go and buy and build a brand new home, especially when it costs so much more to build a brand new home versus actually going out there and getting an established property. And as you can see in this chart, which talks about dwelling units approved by building type, you can see this sort of light blue line here is total dwellings. And you can see the drop from June to July of this year, right? Now, a lot of people got excited when there was a slight bump up in June, but clearly it shows it's just temporary. The trend line, as you can see, shows that after reaching a peak in March of 2021, dwelling approvals have essentially continued to slide at a time when more and more people are coming to this country because of migration. I'll come back to that in just a moment. But then if we break this down, we look at actual houses, so private sector houses, these are generally freestanding houses. Again, they reached a peak in terms of approvals in March 2021, so over two years ago, and then have been trending downwards ever since, okay? And private sector dwellings excluding houses, so this is your mainly your apartment, you can see it's been trending down, maybe flat, depending on how you look at this data but certainly no increase to match the level of migration coming here. And finally, if we look at the labor force numbers right now, what we can see is that in trend terms, in July of 2023, unemployment rate remained the same at 3.6%. But then if we look at in seasonally adjusted terms, in July again of 2023, unemployment rate increased to 3.7%. And so when we look at the unemployment rate, you can see here that it's been dropping quite drastically since hitting a peak of June 2020, which is obviously in the midst of the pandemic. And you can see we're now down to record low levels. So here we are 3.7% seasonally adjusted in July 2023, which is lower than where we were back in July of 2013. So our unemployment numbers are really low. So even though there has been a slight increase, it's still really low based on historical levels, as you can see in this chart. And it's because of those four factors, inflation falling, retail sales falling, building approvals falling, unemployment starting to tick up slightly, that the major lenders are starting to predict that interest rates are going to fall. CBA, Westpac, and ANZ's major RBA interest rate call. After more than a year of interest rate hikes, Aussie's home loan pain may be coming to an end. In good news for Aussie mortgage holders, three of the big four banks now believe the cash rate has reached its peak at 4.10%. CBA, Australia's biggest bank, believes the cash rate has peaked and is now expecting cuts from March next year, previously February. It believes there will be four interest rate cuts next year, bringing the cash rate down a full percentage point, so from 4.1% to 3.1% by the end of 2024. Westpac and ANZ also believe the cash rate has peaked. Westpac expects the cash rate will start falling from September of 2024 with a total of six cuts across 2024 and 2025 to bring the cash rate to 2.6% in late 2025. ANZ, whose forecast remains unchanged, predicts there will only be one 0.25% cut in late 2024. 
Now, unfortunately, NAB of the major four is still predicting one more hike later this year. I don't believe that's going to happen, but NAB believes there will be a 0.25% hike in November, bringing the cash rate to a peak of 4.35%. It then thinks there will be five cuts in 2024 and 2025 to make the cash rate 3.1% by early 2025. So it seems that right now, the only argument is not will interest rates fall in 2024, but when will they fall in 2024? Personally, I think they'll start to fall as early as the middle of 2024, based on some of the factors that I went through earlier on. But then what does that mean for property prices? Well, we know right now that there's a massive undersupply of property across the country, essentially because we've got so many people moving into Australia, migration is at record levels, and as you saw, dwelling approvals are not increasing to keep pace, they're actually falling. So the divide between the number of houses being provided and the number of people coming into Australia is growing and growing. So we've got a massive undersupply, but, We've also though got a slight uptick in unemployment. As you saw, it's now 3.7%. Now, let's say it gets to 4%, 4.5% that the new RBA governor is talking about. That still means though that employment is 95% or more. So that means more than 95% of people who want to work are gainfully employed. And so with employment rates at 95% or, or more, it's the undersupply property that's going to be the bigger factor and when rates start to fall, many people who want to buy right now but can't, they either want to buy their own home or they want to buy another investment property because they've seen how much property prices have risen already, when rates drop, they're going to have their borrowing capacity increased, coupled with some of the government initiatives that I spoke about in an earlier episode. When you put those two things together, I believe that property prices are set to rise quite considerably in 2024, and that's why. If you can afford to buy an investment property, I've been saying this for a while, now is the time to do so. Hi, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, and you're looking for a full blueprint on how to invest in property to gain a passive income, then go to Nero Book, that's N-I-R-O Book, B-O-O-K, go to nerobook.com.au, to get a free copy of my book, Wake Up Wealthier, How to Build a Property Portfolio That Pays Your Income Each and Every Month. Now, I used to sell this book for $47, but for a limited time, I'm giving you both the digital version and the audio version totally for free. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because I wanna give more people a chance to get this information. Plus, I also know that a certain number of you when you go through the book, we'll like what you see and you'll reach out um, to find out more about our future services. But even if you don't, that's okay because the book itself is a full blueprint about how to build a property portfolio that pays your passive income, even if you've never invested before. So if that's what you want, then go to nerobook.com.au to get your free version of the book while you still can.